motherfucker that only sleeps two. It doesn't matter just what I do. The more you wash up, then the farther away it gets. And I'm spending all my time thinking about this, and now I'm writing it down, cause I'm hoping it'll stick. Welcome to They, Them, There's a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here, we're queer, let's talk about it. My name is Joe, I use any and all pronouns. <laughs> My name is Rain, I use they, them pronouns. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Hello, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. We're glad you're here. Hope you're doing okay. We uploaded our last episode on <laughs> on, uh, on T-Dov and didn't really know that was going to happen. I guess we could start with that conversation. Weird, weird T-Dove, I think, considering the circumstances. For those of us who don't know what that Voltron-esque word means, trans-day visibility. I thought it was about trans-doves. <laughs> oh shit, wait, did I get the day wrong? <laughs> <laughs> wait, was it, was it trans-dove visibility day? This is a really bad joke. I'm <laughs> laughing way, t- way too hard for it. <laughs> No, it, there was there was no doves involved. Um, it was Trans Day of Visibility. I saw a lot of nice tweets around, and it was nice to release an episode on that day. I just kind of wish we had <laughs> realized it was going to happen. Had had realized and or planned it. Yeah, way. yeah. So I hope that day was good for for anyone who identifies specifically with the trans marker. Not a lot of non-binary people do, which is valid. I certainly identify with both. And I posted um, a picture of Pikachu on top of... Oh, God, what's that symbol actually called? The sticker... It's a sticker I got from you. Wait. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Which one? Oh, my, the gender hex symbol. I've never known the name. I, well, that's because there, there isn't really one. Okay. It was just something of my crafting. I'm, just, I'm sure I'm not, like, the first or tenth person to do that, but... Yeah, I just call it the gender hex. <laughs> well, that's a good name. <laughs> and if there's another name, I would love to learn it. But it, I, that was one of my um, I, I was I was feeling very much in that mood where I was like, here's a bunch of like not particularly flattering selfies of me, uh, Pikachu on on top of the symbol and like a, a goth edit of Sakura from Naruto. And I was like, this is my gender today. Please look upon it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's where my gender's out. The the whole you know, shelter at home thing really called my shot on growing my hair out, but I'm so far so good. It's becoming more and more unmanageable, but in a way that I'm enjoying quite a bit. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting to a point where I'm no longer enjoying the hair oh, no. growing out process and starting to remember why I cut it two years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Still have like eighty percent of my head shaved, so that's <laughs> saying something. <laughs> well that's something you keep up with on your own at least, right? Yeah, yeah, fortunately. We are a, a household of full to partially shaved heads, mm. so <laughs> we have the we have the technology <laughs> for, during the shelter at place. We're fine. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. When those clippers die, though, oh. it's gonna get it's <laughs> it's gonna get weird. How how was like how was your tea dove experience? Uh, non-existent. Uh, didn't didn't really partake. Which isn't to say that I don't identify with the trans marker. I do. It's just not. I didn't really participate or have any. Uh, <laughs> my brain just gave me the phrase "team spirit" that day. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just uh, haven't had a lot of energy, and when I do, it's mostly used to like wash dishes. So <laughs> that's ex- that's extremely valid. Um, <laughs> of course, the the whole thing about trans day visibility is that uh, you are invisible every day of the year. So I'm sorry that you missed your your window. It's like the uh, it's it's like the oh Jesus Christ, man! What's the what's the thing in in Avatar the the eclipse that makes all the all the Fire Nation people weak? <laughs> this is. Oh, oh, sorry. I for some reason I instantly assumed you were just talking about uh, blue people avatar. James Cameron's avatar. I'm, yeah, no. Uh, for one, of, for about, one of the few uh, times I wasn't. I know it's so, it's so. You threw me off. <laughs> um, shit. What's it called? Avatar's about to be back on Netflix. I'm very yes, excited. That's partly why it's on my mind. But I just uh, that was the comparison that came to mind of like, all right, you have a very small window to be visible. It's an eclipse of some sort? Yeah, I just don't remember. I think it's like a comet, maybe, that eclipse is the sun. I haven't seen the show since, like, that's... Something with an S. I don't want to embarrass myself further than that. Uh, I watched that show airing. Um, I saw that, that's one of the few, like, relevant finales that I saw live when it happened, and I've never watched the show since. Not on purpose, I'm about to look up when the show aired, because I don't remember. Don't tell me. I don't know. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I can only think of two finales I saw a lot that I was invested in, and it's Last Airbender and Breaking Bad. Okay, I've just, I've typed the phrase Avatar the Last Airbender into Google. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've already <laughs> started crying. <laughs> 2005, okay. Yeah. It was a while ago. That sounds about right, yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was been a grip. <sighs> I think late 2000s was the M. Night Shyamalan movie that sucks shit. There's, yeah, God, see, it's gotten to the point where there's three, I'm going to call it three to four things you have to uh, navigate when someone says Avatar, because there's that small sect of people who call Korra Avatar. It, I mean, it, yeah, I, I I don't know why you would call it Korra, or why you would call it Avatar, not Korra, like, just, it's a sequel series. Com- I'm, there's got to be people out there who only ever watched Korra. Can you, like, I'm trying to imagine people watching Better Call Saul and still calling it Breaking Bad, and that just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> And Ikora is in the exact same fucking boat. This is really shit posty energy that we've it is, s- yeah. started with. Let's just follow through. Uh-huh. That's that's um, that's that's how the that's how the date's So going. yeah. So well I'm glad that uh you will be visible for the next three sixty five. Uh-huh. I unfortunately have to crawl back inside my shell, but um I had a good run. <laughs> I have I, I, I think I have already started to regret it. I do think I would like to not be perceived is the thing. Well, <laughs> you had 24 whole hours to decide, <laughs> and you messed it up. And I just had to post the Pikachu, and ugh. Yeah, you, you self-summoned, and now you're here for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's fine. I hope everyone who uh, acknowledges that day is uh, enjoyed it, and if not, you know, it's, it's real gender if you got them hours. Absolutely. And uh, also, I, I hope I hope you do um, have visibility every other day, but times right now are weird, so that's an added uh, part of that. Oh, let's get serious and talk about Final Fantasy Final VII. Final Fantasy Seven, <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. Final Fantasy Seven <laughs> is not a movie. <laughs> not a movie. Let me. I I I'm surprised I don't have the release dates memorized at this point, but I want to say it's a '96 or seven game. I can see mouse behind my monitors, and it's it's real harrowing. Judging you, <laughs> critiquing. Ninety seven. 
I am older than Final Fantasy VII, just barely. Congratulations. By like six months. You could beat Final Fantasy in a fight. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not, actually. <laughs> but, but there's so many swords involved. Yep, uh, but it's it's a 97 game, and people have been asking for a remake forever. They finally fucking got it, and it came out since the last time we recorded. I played it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I watched it. <laughs> how did how did you did you enjoy watching it? Yes, for the most part. Cool. Yes. Do you, do you have any like what what's your experience with the original and that? Uh, I was not a Final Fantasy kid growing up, so I have pretty much no emotions or dogs in this race or however the phrase goes. Um, I have no chocobos in this race. Yeah. I can't make that joke though. Yeah, I don't I don't know a lot about Final Fantasy. I know some basic stuff. Um, so it was fun watching this, but yeah, I have no experience with the original. So this was like a lot of my first time going through the story and like watching that unfold. Mm-hmm. Well, there is some weird stuff with the remake that wasn't in the original, but still, it's mostly I would say like most of this game is faithful. Um, but the reason, of course, that it is on our list of things is because gender was involved. <laughs> the original has a sequence where Cloud cross-dresses to sneak into Don Corneo. That's his name. Yeah, Corneo's mansion, because he likes beautiful women, and he accepts submissions of beautiful women on the reg, and Cloud needs to get in there to save Tifa, so he puts on a dress. Um, and in the remake... It's the only way it could possibly work. It's a completely normal yeah. situation. It happens all the time. It's the only way uh-huh. to, to solve it. Yeah, it's it's very... Yeah, I mean, to compare to the Paddington movies, it is... No, uh, no, no! <laughs> I mean, that movie... Though both of those movies, actually, have a sequence where a man puts on a dress as a disguise, and it's just purely, like, an economical decision. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it it attempts to sidestep gender obviously you can't just sidestep gender it's impossible um as hard as you try paddington you can't do it i'm, I'm like shaking my fist at the sky right now that you've been able to relate these two things look every you can relate just about anything to paddington if you try hard enough including mad max beyond thunderdome both have trains train sequences is the thing where was i going with this um I All right. Don't know. In the original game, sorry, the original game, Cloud does oh, this thing. Oh, the the unavoidable cross dressing scene that yes. plays many a movie and film. Yes. Uh. Yeah. End game. <laughs> yes. So Cloud does this. He's very uncomfortable about it. Aerith is having a lot of fun and egging him on and making him do it. And then it happens. And there's a lot of jokes at the expense of his uncomfort. And in the remake, all of those things I just said still happen, but it's done through a 2020 lens of straight people who like RuPaul. Cloud is still very uncomfortable about the whole thing, but it's got like it's it's like rather than like the intent of the original is like making fun of people who do that, and the intent of the new one is like isn't it fun that some people do that and we get to watch, but it but like Cloud is still uncomfortable in both things and it's I saw a tweet that I don't have a source for that said essentially this game pats it's patting itself on the back for doing the exact same thing, um which is how I feel, but there's also a thread from uh Leigh Vantine that I will put in these show notes that just like has some good takes on it. Uh they describe it as the will and graceification of the original one, which I agree with. There's a lot of people who find 
validity in their own like gender experience and like they in in this game and in cloud and in sephiroth and like i don't i don't like i don't invalidate anyone else seeing it i just i i it's all it's for me i'm like did we play the same game but hmm. i'm sure i've said a lot of shit about finding gender in media that a lot of people are like what the fuck so uh i get it um i mean it 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 just reminds me the only thing that i can relate it to that I had an experience with in recent memory was the uh, Breath of the Wild sneaking into the Gerudo village yeah. thing. Pretty much the exact same deal, except there wasn't uh, a female companion clapping along the entire time yes. and telling you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, Aerith. Also, also, I think I feel like Link maybe not enjoyed it, but knew that he looked good. Yeah, that's that's the thing. <laughs> With with Link being a silent protagonist, like, there's certain direction choices in that sequence of Breath of the Wild that make it clear that, like, we're supposed to, you know, there's, there's, there's a punchline of the, of the, of the man who likes to dress as the Gerudo. But then after that, it kind of goes away and then you're Link's silent and you are the one with agency, not Link speaking out loud about his discomfort, which is the thing with Cloud where he does speak out with discomfort. I I like Cloud's whole identity thing that comes from his backstory with Zack and all that stuff. Um, but none of that has to, none of that is uh, really in this game, which only covers Midgar. And I I don't know the dress stuff is I don't know it's it's weird. Some people like it. it it's it's certainly more well intentioned in the remake. I will give it that. Like it is like trying to be fun and not outwardly hateful but it is still very outside looking in and in the whole thing it wasn't cloud's good at dancing (laughs) depending on how good you are at the buttons there is some oh man that that sequence of like i I, it's like oh yeah follow the follow the trail to hit the button and then like you just won't be able to see it a lot of the time so what does it fucking matter (laughs) it was strange any any time you make my sword boy have to dance it is strange Mm -hmm. is that was that is that the only little dollop of gender weirdness in that game? Because yeah. like you say, it don't it don't it's only the remake is only like a little chunk. Yeah, of the, real, the real original old one. The game opens up and gets real fucking big after Midgar in the original, and this is just like let's put a magnifying glass on Midgar, flesh out some story beats, make some shit weird. I actually wrote a bit about its what it's changing and the big like ending thing. Because uh, spoilers, it doesn't it doesn't end exactly the way the uh, the the Midgar section ends in the original game. Oh dang! I wrote about that, and I wrote about the rebuild of Evangelion films and how they are similar but different, but how they kind of contribute to a a similar sense of like uh, deconstructing canon and what it means to to do that with such a loved text. Um, Evangelion only being like ten years after the original, but this being like fucking how old am I? That many years? I'm twenty three, but so that would be like twenty two, twenty a number of years since the original game, and also like specifically what it means for Tetsuya Nomura to do that of old fucking people. So if you want to read my takes on that, uh, you can find it at ghostofjoe.substack. Dot com. It's also pinned on my Twitter currently, which is also Ghost of Joe. I really like that piece. But that that's the thing. That's where mine went my mind went through the entire game. And I was like, well, I know I gotta talk about this gender on the podcast. Uh it's it's a highly 
it's a highly viewed piece of gender in fiction. It's just for all the people who have such their their big their big gender feelings about Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, I guess it's all in Crisis Core is the thing. It's all in the prequel game that nobody played. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry that I haven't played it. It's okay. But not that sorry, because if I wanted to, I would have played them. Yeah. They're very accessible. <laughs> the the remake I'm, looks I'm, nice and I'm it's I'm happy fun. just to watch. Yeah. I've kind of got back into playing some video games just by virtue of the charity streams the network has been doing. What have you been playing? Um, I still haven't finished Pirate Warriors 4. I can't really, I don't know how much you... I haven't finished the story. Um, mm-hmm. That's partly because, like... I figured I should probably actually finish watching the whole cake arc before I play the last levels. <laughs> Which I've done every like in, in bite-sized pieces. I'll watch like an episode mm-hmm. a day or something. I love Katakuri. I think that's my new gender goal, is to just look like Katakuri. I'm trying to think if I know who that is. He's a very tall donut boy. He doesn't look he doesn't look like a donut, but he eats donuts and he his Wait, is it the the mochi boy? Yeah, mochi mochi man. Oh my god, he's so fucking scary. He's we were so just we tall. watched we watched an episode with him this morning, actually. We were looking on Crunchyroll, and I, much to my horror, realized that I haven't read the manga enough in the last, like, two or three years, I guess? There's a ton of shit happening in Wano. It's, the fucking, the anime is past me. The really? The anime is past where, yeah, I'm, like, ashamed of myself. Have you, re- it, have you read any Wano it, stuff? No, like, it's been that long. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got a lot of catching up to do. I'm aware in a lot of the plot beats of Wano, even though I'm watching the show and terribly behind on watching the show. Um, One Piece is just kind of a media where I'm fine with, like, knowing things before they happen, which is, mm-hmm. which is probably a part that came from starting watching it in, like, 2013. But they're watching it seriously and not the four kids step as a child. <laughs> hey. Anyways, we have yet again gotten to One Piece on this podcast, uh, so I will now transition us to a new topic. This next topic I have written down is, it's something that literally, like, entered my attention less than 24 hours ago. I saw some tweets about a movie, and I like a director I should keep my eye on, and then I, you know, flip over to the Discord a little bit later, and someone's like, hey, there's a... This this same movie that I was just looking at, they're like, hey, this movie stars a trans woman as a trans woman character who turns into a vampire. And I was like, well, shit, I guess I have to watch it right now. Can you uh, can you say the name uh, and your note um, the way that you have it typed in <laughs> in the notes? Because I'm re- I'm really reading it in a certain way. You really um, what's the phrase? I write how I speak. If, if if that's what you're, if you're reading it in the way that I would say it, because my note says bit 2020 trans lesbians, yeehaw. And then it's not a great movie. It was also the fact that it's like 10% smaller than everything else. Oh, I just yeah. read it as like a very excited whisper. I, I don't know how the font changed, but it certainly did at some point. Because my other movie notes down at the bottom that I'll actually recommend are also tiny. And I don't know why I, I'm just like, Trying to make myself talk about movies less uh, subconsciously. Um, but Bit is a new movie. It only screened at a festival last summer, as far as I can tell, um, and is now available digitally on Amazon for like a seven buck rental, and it's on iTunes. It's fun. There is, I mean, trans lesbians, they turn into vampires. It's very well intentioned in its 
themes and like it's a very good portrayal i think of a of a trans woman character but i don't think it's a very like good movie it's got good bones i'm interested in seeing this director go on and do other stuff but like the script is like what 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 really surprised me is that the, the script is like really clunky and explainy about like mm-hmm. the vampire plot stuff but really good at the trans stuff <laughs> They never, they never like explicitly, like the character never explicitly says, "Oh, I'm trans." It's just a lot of very knowing gestures, like a lot. They must not have had a vampire sensitivity reader check the script. I, 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 I that's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like I don't know the like the opening scene is just like two people talking, but they're almost entirely just explaining rules of vampiredom. Um, it's like, oh, you have to do this and this and this, and then they. They get killed because uh, the the rule of they don't lay pay attention to the rules. The well, the biggest rule that we learn from the coven, the lesbian coven, is that there are no boys allowed. (gasps) And the reason for that is because the leader is like, oh, men men already have power in the real world. They don't need this. They'll just abuse it and manipulate people. And like, cool, well well intentioned (laughs) theme. But yeah, I don't know. It's it feels very uh, CW, which I know is a lot of people's shit. I know what you mean, though. Yeah. There are some really cool moments. There's a montage uh, near the middle where Ra Ra Rasputin is playing. I I would consider that, like, a really good moment and, like, evidence that I really want to see this director do more stuff in the future. But overall, I think, like, yeah, it's a, it's a clunky movie. There's no, like, outward... The closest thing to outward transphobia is near the end, but even that's, like, from a villain who... It's even... Even that's, like, not even that, like aggressive like it's just like oh they say a, a rude thing and then i mean and then they're the bad guy and, and the, they lose but um <laughs> it's actually very funny i don't want to explicitly spoil anything about this in this in this discussion but i found that moment like very uh satisfying in a funny way um but i can't decide if i wish the movie explicitly said she was trans once or if all the, the, the subtle knowing gestures are good. Because there's, there's an exchange where, like, she's supposed to go meet up with uh, some friends with her brother. And she's like, are they going to be patronizing? And he's like, no, 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 they're cool. And I'm like, yeah, that's real. That's a very extremely real conversation. Hmm. And, you know, there's people, like, people in, like, her brother and her other family saying stuff like, you know, they've always been supportive of, like, her becoming who she is. And I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> but still. Yeah. Well, was there any, like, winking in the movie? <laughs> Uh no, not it sounds, on sounds screen. Sounds a little heavy-handed. Not on screen, okay. but like I mean, I think in the script, it's like it's trying really, the, trying really hard. The wink is in your heart. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I don't know. I really fucking like that movie. As soon as, as, soon as I hear the phrase, have you ever heard the movie? I just it, yeah. go to the other place. That's fair. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a movie <laughs> I really like. It's uh Shane Black directed it. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer are in it. I I think. That movie hits a really good balance of having a gay character make a bunch of gay jokes, and I don't feel like really any of them are insensitive, even though I don't think Shane Black is a gay man writing them. Um, it's just, I, I think part of that is just in Val Kilmer being fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, like, he's always the person in power, and he's always the one making the, 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 the funny jokes, which I think works in that movie. But that movie also has, like, some scenes where, like, Robert Downey Jr.'s character is a huge misogynist, and the point of the movie is that 
the the movie is looking at that as bad and it's just so heavy-handed where i'm like i get it dude you are you're one of the good ones shane um and and this movie bit i has similar moments where i'm like all right i get it yeah you think all men are trash but as a result all of the men in this movie are like 0.5 dimensional parodies and the performances don't elevate them they're just like beyond parody bad Hmm. and i'm sure that's gonna work for a lot of people i'm sure it was like the intent to make all the men like laughably embarrassing in the movie but i think i think you can do that and it also be like slightly more nuanced and uh good i had a fun time watching it i uh i think I, one, of, one of my key takeaways is you know if you're gonna make more movies with trans leads you're gonna have more mediocre movies with trans leads so um keep making yep. them please i would <laughs> like i would like to see them all I will also like to see the very good ones, but, <laughs> but yeah, since that was, uh, they were talking about that in the discord. Um, I figured I'd go ahead and watch it now and get it on the, on this episode since it's a new thing that's available now. That's my, that's my, that's my podcast review. <laughs> Man, I gotta be honest. The second page of our notes is just like bumming me the fuck out. The second section of our show has been like, ever since we made this note page has been like. Things outside of our personal experience, like news articles, things that we look to, mm. and it's just like, am I in the mood to look at a bunch of things that aren't like, you know, going to make me feel good? Not really. Man, can we talk about can we talk about underwater? We can talk about underwater. Let's talk about underwater only just because this is something I actually did watch and it is fresh in my mind. All right, welcome welcome back to They Them There's Not a Movie Podcast. <laughs> love when movies have monsters you get to see counting on my on my fingies monsters you get to see and the monsters are a result of human hubris for doing something bad to the planet or each other if it's going out into space too far if it's drilling too deep in the ocean if it's cutting too many trees or building too many cities we're killing the forest. You love Miyazaki. <laughs> uh, and and Bong like, Joon-ho. Those are your two favorite directors. Yes. Despite the fact that Underwater did not get super great reviews, I was very excited when I read about it to watch it. And I finally got to see it this week. I was so sweaty and scared the whole time. Really? Yes. I'm really glad I didn't see it in theaters. I normally don't. like voluntarily go see anything i think might be even remotely scary in theaters just because i'm i can't scream get up and go stand in the kitchen doorway (laughs) which is is my normal reaction when i get spooked valid but i just held like a small dish towel the whole time i was watching this film um and just wrung it in my hands for the duration and that helped a lot Mm -hmm. i would never Go into space. I would never go deep underwater because that's where stuff is. That's where the that's probably. where the monsters are. Yeah. So I'm all set on that, but I do love. That. Yeah. Have we talked about? We've talked about the ritual. We have to have. I don't think we've been doing this for so. Over, we've been t- doing the show for over a year. We have to have talked about the ritual. If so, I don't remember it by name. What's the? What is it? Uh, another really good monster movie and it's not as much a human hubris one it's more like an individual 
like man hubris mm. rather than than like the hubris of men. An indi- an individual man's hubris as uh, <laughs> yeah. a metaphor for the hubris of all men. Well, much like Midsummer. <laughs> I'm having like a complete mental breakdown over here, but yes. I, I, it's, it's my understanding that this is also the plot of uh, Ben Drowned, that now that it's come back, is just hubris. Have I? Oh, fuck. I haven't caught up on the new stuff of that. The, I haven't caught up on the new Benjamin. It's, it's really it's intimidating. I haven't been necessarily following it, but I did see hubris.wmv, and I think about that pretty regularly, just as a phrase. <laughs> It's very funny to me. It is good. I don't. I don't even remember who said who said economy too. <laughs> <I've, laughs> uh, prob- I don't know. Andrew Sherman loves to put the number two after things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Andrew. Could be I'm Andrew. Really thinking about. <laughs> And thinking about that so much. Consider consider like, this our shout out for done. for Andrew's chest too. until i cried the first time i read it it's like the first one is completely shot we're done we're so done with it it's it's time for economy two just the the jump from the peggle two announcement oh my god i just remembered peggle thank you peggle <laughs> that's, two <laughs> that's gonna get me like another two days oh man peggle knights who was your peggle character <laughs> What? And what does it say yeah, about I was gonna, you? What does your favorite Peggle game say about you and your gender? <laughs> is there a gender too? Is there any? That's my favorite AJJ song. <laughs> the gender too. I feel like I'm on like gender three or four personally is the thing. I feel like I feel like my gender is similar to Mission Impossible in which they really get good at four. <laughs> and they just keep fucking going. Like the first one's solid. And it kind of trips as it starts to progress, but holy shit, four. You you get that gender in the right hands, and goddamn. We've reached the point where I'm making jokes exclusively for myself and no one else. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, I finally watched Promare. Yes, we can talk about Promare. That's, uh, well... Oh, I remember the... <laughs> thing we had to talk about is that i paid 20 dollars to watch trolls 2 just to feel something <laughs> oh my god i haven't it was i haven't like, done that yet it, but it was fun but like it was, a, it was a children's movie for children but it's i've seen some really good children's movies but i don't yeah. think trolls is among them uh, I mean, I don't know. Toy Story Two well, is just one of the greatest films ever made, but I, it's, I guess there's like there's kids movies and then there's musical kids movies, kids musicals, musical music. Wow, uh, mm, I mean, hell, the actual term is movie musical, but um, I'm trying okay. to make the the portmanteau with you. There's nothing out here. No. <laughs> it's a barren wasteland. You, you sometimes you look at words that have similar letters and syllables in common, and you think that's a ripe for a portmanteau, and then you realize it's it's past it. It's There's nothing. too much in common. <laughs> it's useless. It's just a mess. Yeah, it had a lot of not original songs, so that was the. Only- I heard it Gangnam Style. Yeah, yeah, it did. It does. Um, it do. It was fun, but it was also. 
just that. It wasn't really nice to look at. Like, I wouldn't mind maybe watching it now with um, $20. on mute. No. Not, not for watching it mm-hmm. once. Nope. Nope. Because there was no small children around to be entertained or, like, uh, temp- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's twice a movie ticket and... It, I mean, if you have a, a large family with a bunch of kids, that, that breaks even pretty quickly. But right. for me alone? Mm. Yeah. For no. Trolls 2? I, I was essentially watching it alone. <laughs> okay, so I finally watched Promare. Promare! What's up? What's with Promare? It wasn't gay. I don't know why everyone was freaking saying that. Everyone was just like, this is going to be really, really good fan fiction material. And then posted on the internet that it was gay in the film. And I don't believe that to be true after watching (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of subtext in the film, but I do feel like it was... Like, from my time on social media, everyone's like, yeah, it's explicit. And I'm like, I watched it, and I'm like... I mean, I see the scene that you're seeing. I see the relevance of the way it is framed and how that is different from all, like... And how it is like a, a moment of calm in an otherwise loud and anxious movie. I also I also see that it is CPR that is later. It's, yeah, like I feel like I, I have to put my foot down and be like the unfun person in the room and be like, Ex- excuse me, I'm sorry, but the scene that you're all like, oh, yep, this is con- like confirmed, explicitly stated in the movie. This is a CPR scene, and that's the only time it happens. Like, what are you guys talking about? It's not. <laughs> it was. I was waiting the whole movie. Yeah, I wish I followed it up with like some some other more explicit stuff. Um, there's a lot. That's the thing. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, this is explicit for the setting it's in, and I'm like, ah. But I will say that it was purely social media that led me to believe this, mm. and so I'm just like, my <laughs> my annoyance is at myself for believing this for months without having mm-hmm. watched it. I've read a lot of close readings of the film that I am like, all right, yeah, there's, I, I see, I, I could see what y'all are seeing in this movie. I'm not saying, I'm not saying there isn't or couldn't be subtext, mm-hmm. but I'm just I would say there definitely is, but. I w- yeah, but like never, not, not on my life would I watch a CPR scene and then be like, mm-hmm. well, that meant everything. Time to go home. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing it the first time. I was like, oh, is this it? Maybe after, maybe after Leo wakes up, they kiss for real, and then it's like, then right. it's explicit. I would want that. Maybe after, maybe after the credits, there's something. Yeah, but I, no, I'm I'm pretty sure like but I'm no. pretty sure after Leo wakes up, there's like a like a a cute little embarrassed moment where they had like I don't remember. It's been I've only seen it in theaters, but there's a cute embarrassed moment. But it's like because he set a fire. Yeah, he's like, oh, you you made me set a fire. That was it. That was it. There's no, nothing, nothing about yeah. it. I do want to see it again. I very much liked the movie. I just don't think it adds... Well, I think I, think I own it now, so you, you, you can watch it. You know, if this showed up in, like, the LGBTQ section of Netflix, I'd be a little... I'd be like, all right, come on. I would holler. Like, I'm hollering now. It's good, juicy fanfic material. Mm-hmm. There's some subtext. But don't... Look at a CPR scene, especially when he does CPR on a woman earlier, and then be like, aha, this is a gay couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Explicitly told to us 
by the movie. But have fun with that fanfiction and send me all the links. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great animated action film. And it's... It is! It was really fun to watch. The animation's great. The soundtrack slaps. The character design is fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good movie. But I, I refuse to be told that a CPR scene <laughs> is a, a, ca- a canon relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give me Promare 2 where they... The, the date of Yeah, it. where they just date for two hours. On a beach, and then maybe in the mm-hmm. city. And they put out some fires together. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. And then they look straight into the camera, and they say, romantically. Yeah. They look into the camera and say, <laughs> we are boyfriends. <laughs> and then they kiss again. And like, yeah. Yeah, and then they turn to the camera again and say, this isn't for CPR mm-hmm. this time. <laughs> this is because we want to. I am not saving anyone's life. I am, I am <laughs> off the clock. So this is an off-the-clock mouth kiss. <laughs> this is why I don't write fanfiction. I don't know about the rest I would of read you. this, though. Is <laughs> What you're describing is very good. Oh. Subtext is fun, but I also love when people just grab me by the side of the head and tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. I want to go outside. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Me too. I might go sit on my balcony for a little bit today. Yeah. What? It looks cold out. Probably Just is. Just looking outside. You... I was told April 25th was not too hot and not too cold. All I needed was a light jacket. I guess it's 50. Damn. I mean, that's short weather according to like 75% of Michigan. Yeah. Excuse me, 75% of lower Michigan. Yes. Fair, fair addition. I'm just now wondering if we're going to talk about, like, any of the things we have linked here. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, like, I'm really sad. Mm-hmm. I, don't about, I don't know about you. And, like, all of, all of the articles that I read, and I did read these ahead, like, some of these ahead of time. Mm-hmm. made a point of it. Pretty much just bummed me out. And it, it was, like, nothing other than the title was really anything. Yeah. Well, that wasn't even a sentence. I read the title, didn't learn much more after reading the article, and then the comments made me real sad. Because I guess what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I shouldn't have read the comments, but I still did. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I pulled a lot of these out to look more into later. But like a lot of them are like, yeah, the headline kind of says it. Um, and uh, this might be by virtue of cis people writing about it, but just doesn't like speak much more beyond like, Huh, trans people are affected by things, regardless of what the things may be. Like, oh yeah, a lot of it is just like mm, trans people are sensitive, and there's other things going mm-hmm. on. Yeah, as if there aren't. Always. There's always things going on that marginalize uh, trans people, and when you know if something happens that marginalizes everybody, that just kind of stacks on the existing marginalization um, of not right. just trans people, but like any marginalization. But yeah, like the census happened and is still outdated. That's a thing. The sense, I, the census advertising is pretty threatening to me. I don't know if it's just because I've been like gaming too much, or if it just comes off like weird posts or something. But it seems like a real dystopian sort of like reverse psychology kind of advertising. At least around here, I don't know what it's like everywhere else, but around here, because I've been doing some driving, doing deliveries and stuff, mm. and a lot of the advertising is just like. It's safe. Do it. 
It's fine. Do, just do it. Just do the census. You gotta That's very just do it. Strange. It's safe. And it just it kind of freaks me out a little bit. It just like it. I feel it feels like a trap. I feel like if someone says it's safe, you should do it. I immediately I'm like questionative of why you why right, you focused right. on that. Like why do you, why are you telling me that? Like I don't I don't I lo- know. Yeah, I logged I'm, onto a I'm computer trying- and I typed some things in. Like, if I saw a sign for a parking garage and it said park here, it's safe, I would not park <laughs> there. Like, it just makes me nervous, I guess, yeah. to be told that something is safe. It's, a, it's yeah. I, I am an extremely nervous person, so this could totally just be me. I understand um, that, though. Like, it's... I, ha- I, I have seen other people posting about it, like, locally, being like, is, is the census safe? Is it? <laughs> is it? These are a lot uh, of questions answered by the marketing, so. <laughs> I don't believe it, though. <laughs> it just makes me so nervous. Uh, they don't even have, yeah, it's the, the census feels like a buffet that doesn't even have the options that apply, mm-hmm. and also there's a sign out front that says there's no food poisoning inside. Yes. You had to go. Like you, you had to go. Yeah, you ha- it's mandatory. Your family went. You couldn't stay home alone, but you had to go. And there's not even anything there for you. There's no non-binary. As a as a as a as a picky gay child, <laughs> I can relate to this. So I I do have three things here at the bottom of our list of articles. I'm gonna skip over all the bummer shit. But these last three are things that I would consider ounces of good news. Okay. All right. One of them is. Uh, in Virginia, they put non-binary on driver's license as an option. Hell yeah, yeehaw! yeehaw. I don't know. Why I said I don't know. Why I said yeehaw. It's it's a it's a step towards uh gender not being allowed on there. You know what I realized? I was I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, I'm when I when I've got my new ID. It's been a long time since I've done it, but when I got my ID last, um, I remembered that like for height and weight, you just write shit down. They don't check it, like. I was like, why am I able to put literally anything? I, like, I don't know if, like, if I wrote something that clearly isn't matching me, if they would, like, make me change it, or if they just were like, yeah, that, that sounds right, and then didn't check it. it. It is weird, yeah. Like, that no one verifies that information. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, how... <laughs> gender gender the same. New, new licenses will just be a photo, two truths, and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good though i would absolutely i would absolutely put two truths in a line on my government issued id honestly like right now my id is like three lies so. you need to make sure that the organ donor card is or like the organ donor's line is clearly different than the mm-hmm. two truths in a yeah, lie that's real honestly <laughs> with the fact that like i'm pretty sure my my height weight are wrong and my gender is wrong. So that's like three lies out the gate. <laughs> You're winning. Um, but it's cool to see options that include more people, more marginalized people. Put all of the options on there until we they're all gone. That's the thing. Yeah, it's like <laughs> fill the card, and then we realize that we need to rethink this idea, and then we just do something different. Yeah, it's it's very much like um, fixing an inherently broken machine. But it's the the fix isn't inherently bad. It's just like, all right, cool. I'll, I look forward to the next evolution of this. Mm-hmm. I would like an ID where the gender is just like a tiny like whiteboard. 
I can write in whatever I'm feeling today and then change it when I need to. Some sort of, like, virtual hovering hello my gender is mm-hmm. sticker. Yeah. If you want. If you want, yeah, leave a blank if you need to. It's the gender if you got them, Gender man. if you got them. I, I feel like every, every month I, I like that phrase more and more. So another thing I have under this is a headline that reads, Trans United Fund will provide emergency grant money to trans and non-binary people of color. And that's just a good thing that people are doing. That's it. Oh, my, okay. There are, it's micro-grants for individuals. Yeah. So I guess you can apply there. Yeah. That is good. Yeah, and I've seen, I've seen a lot of uh, places do, like, micro-grants. Like, a lot of people just, like, post online, like, people who have the means mm-hmm. re- redistributing it to people who are in, uh, you know, more need of it. Uh, huge shout-out to our friends at Uppercut Crit, who raised a shit ton of money to rehome uh freelance writers who were like canceled out of jobs that they should have had that's very cool very happy about that Uh, uppercut already being like a great place for queer marginalized writers um in in games specifically uh or most mainly i've wrote there once about movies anyways yeah uppercut crit is great there's a lot of other places online. If y'all have any resources of microgrants or something similar to support people who need it, feel free to. I will. I will signal boost anything that's like sent my way, or if you share it in the Discord, that's a good place mm-hmm. um, for people to reshare it or look at it. Um, there's also Trans Pizza. Have we ever talked about Trans Pizza on this podcast before? Oh no, we haven't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm gonna look up. You can uh, on Twitter. There's a hashtag. Hashtag trans pizza. Uh, Leela Sturges is the person who comes up when I search it. She will occasionally tweet, you know, just like, you know, reply to this tweet with something uh, if you're if you're not cis. And then I will randomly pick some people and send them some money that uh, you know, is intended for pizza. But also, like, even she's like, you know, we're really whatever you need. But this is like, mm-hmm. it started a while ago um, as just like, Here's 20 bucks. Get yourself a pizza. You fucking deserve it. Um, and there's also ways to donate to that fund um, that she pulls from. And that's a cool thing that exists. I always consider submitting and I'm like, no, I'll just let other people do it. I'll buy myself pizza. I can afford it. <laughs> but yeah, that's a cool thing. I want to get back to streaming for charity as well. It's been uh, like a week since I've done it. If you haven't checked out any of the Orange Gross uh charity streams we've been raising money for feeding america's covid relief fund we passed four thousand dollars a while ago but then everyone kind of went back to working on podcast projects uh that that were neglected (laughs) from uh streaming so much Uh, but i would like to get back to it soon i know there's some stuff happening this weekend that we're recording that will already be over by the time it's out um but i i plan to play morrowind with my friend wheels here soon um, I want to play some of Control with uh, with Riley because they love that game, and I never finished it. Um, I bounced off of it pretty hard, and I would like to finish it. <laughs> and yeah, there's some other stuff I'd like to do. There's uh, there's something called Crowd Control I've always wanted to play with, uh, which is essentially uh, certain like there's an app built into Twitch that people can donate money to affect the game that I'm playing. Um, mm. It's only you know there's only certain games that can do it, but uh. I think it'd be very fun to do that and have all the proceeds go to the charity as well. Um, just be like, yeah, I'll play like Mario 64 and you can either 
give me stars or take stars away or instantly kill me or shit like that. Um, oh yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. There's a, there's a couple of games on that list. I haven't decided uh, what I would do it with. So, I mean, follow Orange Groves Net on Twitter for all of the charity stream updates. That's they either are tweeted there or retweeted there. Or you can follow twitch.tv slash the Orange Groves. We also rehost all the other streams there. Like if, you know, like Riley or Andrew stream from uh, their own account. I don't think you get notifications for that. But you do get notifications if the Orange Groves channel goes live. This has just been a lot of me plugging shit. Uh, also, yeah, uh, if, if you want to, you know, if you have any particular preference in the crowd control streams or stuff you'd like to see happen, give us a holler. Love to hear ideas. <laughs> All right. So the the last thing I have written down here as a as an ounce of good news, or no, it's not even good news so much as this thing I'd like to. It's just kind of a thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't call it bad it, news. It, it just is. I wouldn't. It's just it just is. Yeah, it's an essay written um by uh, I hope I pronounced this name correctly, but Timadayo Amei, I think. Uh, they um are a non-binary actor, and they wrote this essay that I came across advocating for. Uh, hi- hiring non-binary actors for non-binary roles and like treating them well, and they they kind of just talk about um experiences they've had doing that, and times that they spoke up or didn't speak up, they felt like they were being difficult just for being themselves. And I really like this honest piece from them describing that and the hardships that come with it. And yeah, I just wanted to 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 put that out there for people to check out. So it's in the show notes. It's down there. Read it. Can you believe I still have two movies written down I want to talk about? <laughs> I can, yeah. I, I purposely was like, I'm going to limit myself. I'm only going to talk about movies that are explicitly like queer for me to talk about. And <laughs> we still managed to fucking loop in. So like, I, I'm just, it's impossible for me not to. I mean, I there's only so many movies I actually get excited about, too. Mm. So the monsters in Underwater were just like so fucking good and scary. Love monster movies. <laughs> like, what's the point in anything else? I, I just, I never expect to be able to get to have a good look at the monster. And there was that scene where they just like explicitly like slap it down on a table, <laughs> and the camera, the camera holds on it, and I was just like fist punching the air, like, yeah, show me that, that show me that squiggly boy, show me that squiggly boy. Um, it was yeah, yeah. So glad you got that. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it was good because someone draws all those monster designs and then 95% of the time in a movie it's obscured by like lens flares or fog or just like the dark and you never get to fucking see the thing and I want to see the thing and it they let me. What is multiple times a lot. What is your favorite monster movie you think? Probably the probably the ritual, honestly. I've watched that so many times and every time I still get scared and excited. I so I Googled the ritual earlier and it said like a twenty seventeen Netflix movie. Is that the right one? Yep. Yep. It's a it was a book originally okay. and they I, Netflix did a, a movie of it. I mean I guess I'll I'll watch it for you. <laughs> oh I ho- I really hope you like it. It's really I hope I like everything I watch. <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'm well documented. It's hard to impress, but I mean that's fair. That's valid. I don't expect you to be impressed by it or enjoy it, really. But I don't know. I want to I want to give it a shot, especially if it's your it's your legitimate favorite. 
Well, I'm trying to think of like a monster movie that I've watched or enjoyed as much. Or yeah, like because like I mean, there's like the whole genre of like shark versus man's hubris. <laughs> I don't consider those. I don't consider those monster movies. And that's a huge How genre. How big just... does the shark have to be to be counted as like to be counted as a monster? Like uh, like in Powered by the Apocalypse, when do you count as a small gang? I've seen a couple well, like monstery shark movies. Okay, I remember okay. Deep Blue Sea. I think is that the one where like the big reveal is that they're smart enough to fucking like back up. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, no. Well, it's this. Not only can they back up, but they can like navigate the whole facility and like figure shit out and like operate doors and shit like that. Shark backing up is the funniest fucking thing. It is really goddamn funny. I would say I would say my favorite monster movie is probably Shin Godzilla. Yeah, okay. Shin Godzilla was really good. It's, it's extremely really good. good. Anno is so good at what he does. Um, About making his beloved properties and just focusing on bureaucracy <laughs> and making like uh, poignant stories about it and the, the human fear of, of shit. Um, Shin Godzilla is very good. I feel like Okay, I'm looking at some pictures of sharks, and I'm ready to talk about this. All right. I, f- I feel like anything over 30 feet, we're reaching, like, monster level. Okay. Because, like, a normal, great, a normal great white shark, I think, what is it saying? It can be, like, 21 feet max, normally. It's, like, the biggest that they found. I feel like a 30-foot shark is pretty... I'm not like a okay, shark okay. doctor. I don't know. I'm not a. Sh- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like a rocket sharkatist. But <laughs> I would say that age plus size times confirmed kills is what equals a monster shark. Hmm. Like Sharknado, that's a that's a monster. Like that's see. I would actually that's like, that's into like natural disaster. Yeah, that's, that's a disaster. Movie. Okay, hold on. There's okay Venn diagram three circles. Monster movies, shark movies, natural disaster movies. Sharknado is the middle. We're now we're throwing that in the dumpster. We're never talking about <laughs> it again. Okay, so then we've got monster movies and shark movies. Uh-huh. Deep Blue Sea, I'm going to put in shark movie category. I agree with that. I don't think that that's a monster movie. It's a shark movie that plays with uh, tropes of monster movies, but it is definitively yes. a shark. Yes, yes, it's definitively a shark movie. Yes. Underwater monster movie oh yeah also kind of a cosmic horror movie in the grand scheme of things a little bit yeah it's got some it's got some imagery that gets there oh god the mm-hmm. ending of that movie is is choice oh yes yes it's good and like i was talking about earlier the beginning and ending of underwater is really grabs you by the cheeks and is mm-hmm. like the government is bad. Every- <laughs> Every- <laughs> I, like I love that. I appreciate yeah, I think that. I think everything inside of the facility is also like looks good. It's like very uh, it, it's lit very harrowing. Oh, and like the the suits are really good mm-hmm. because they look. God, I think Jacob was saying they look just like Gears of War suits or something like that. But there's the yeah. I see that. Looked really chunk. They looked chunky. I'm trying to think of other. Like, Kong Skull Island is an absolute monster movie. Yeah, well, a, a um, lot of the things I'm like, well, that's a monster movie. There are no sharks in it. So I don't even, I don't right. even know why I thought of it. I think there is a shark in Kong Skull Island, actually. I haven't seen it, but I, I completely believe. You could tell me fucking anything <laughs> is in that movie. I'm like, <laughs> there, there are these, there's like this, 
tree of like super sharp pterodactyl birds that Samuel Jackson like screams at. And he's fighting this <laughs> one bird, and it's like the most harrowing thing. Did you see? And then, and then the tree explodes, and it's like all birds. It's really intense. So you're just like, ah, there's so many papers. There is a clip going around Twitter from Jurassic World Two, I think, where a, a random mm-hmm. lady just got fucking like juggled around by oh i didn't watch that movie but that shit was really messed up it was like comical i i saw it compared to a like harlem globetrotters routine and it, yeah for real okay this woman is passed around like a basketball like a meaty basketball mm-hmm. between like four different dinosaurs Before it's she really is eventually eaten. yes but it's like a really long horrible scene yeah I haven't seen either of the world mo- the Jurassic World movies. I have a passing interest. I've seen the second one. I've, he- I've on heard accident. the second one has like an interesting back half, and, and I also I'm like, well, Colin Trevorrow directed the first one and is supposed to direct the third one. Who fucking knows when it'll happen now? But uh, he didn't direct the second one. I also I oh, it's a giant octopus, not a shark. My um, <laughs> this movie's so good. We're now talking about Skong, Kong Skull Island again. Skong Skull Island. <laughs> uh-huh. Who wrote that title? It's impossible. I don't to know. Say. Some fucking boardroom. Skong Skrull Skrull Island. <laughs> Skrull Island. There's, there's just so many monsters. In that that was uh, because uh, they were like tying together the Kong these Kong movies with um, the Godzilla movies, right? Yes. There's like real yes. actors yeah. in this shit. Did you? Okay, well, hold on. You said you looked up the ritual. You haven't seen it. So now, did you accidentally see the monster then? Because in Googling it, it's basically impossible to avoid. What, in Kong? Huh? No, the ritual. Oh, no, I Googled it and I, I didn't see a monster. Okay, okay. All right, cool. Um, How the fuck? I don't know how we got here, but I hope everyone... Emphasis on the discussion podcast and the title. All I can think about is monster movies now. I really wanted to enjoy the Cloverfield movies, but the shaky camera did me in Ugh, immediately. Yeah, it's very, yeah. The first one is very much that. The first one, like, I I blame Cloverfield for like that being in every movie in the mid two thousands. Didn't like Blair Witch or something do that? One? I mean, Blair Witch was found footage, but like, uh, there is like mid two thousands is like shaky camera in like a lot of action. Mission Impossible three is a culprit, also. Uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. But, uh, you guys gotta do a movie podcast. And <laughs> Thank you. We basically have one. Just keep walking up in the background and giving me notes. Let's talk about movies. Oh, uh, I know there's what? There's nothing else. There's nothing else. There's just media you can look at. Uh-huh. And puzzles, except gravy. Did I tell you about this? I don't think I did, but gravy flipped my puzzle so hard <laughs> that half of it went into the <laughs> fireplace and i have it like i have the fireplace blocked off with like a tv a chair and like three different pieces of board to keep the air from all going up the ch- the flute or whatever <laughs> and i had to move all of that and i had to dig out puzzle pieces i probably still <sighs> am missing like five so that's over she eats puzzle pieces <sighs> I opened a puzzle. I had it open for five minutes, and I had to pull two different pieces out of her mouth. I uh, I'm, I, ha- I don't have any puzzles to do, but I did start finally making a plastic model. Hell yeah! Uh, I've been posting some some pictures on my Insta. 
But uh, I I've had um didn't buy any before this went down, and I should have. I just had a, I was just hoarding them because I'm bad at getting around to them, and wouldn't you know it? Now I am getting around to them. But I uh, received in God uh, two years ago. Um, in a yeah, but they're both gifts, and I didn't get around to them. But um, Android Seventeen is the one I'm making now, and I also have uh, Boa Hancock's boat. From one piece, um, yes! very small, a lot of very tiny pieces in that one. Uh, but building Android Seventeen has been fun. I've been I took a picture of just a leg and a head on top of it. That was funny. Um, <laughs> you may not like it, but this is what the yeah. ideal man looks like. But yeah, that's been. I have I have those. I don't have any uh puzzles to make. But anyways, we have this we have this puzzle that's apparently an escape room puzzle. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't that mean? know how it works. I'm pretty sure it means that once we open it, we're going to get Jumanji, <laughs> so we've just been holding off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. No idea what it means for us, but we we bought it on our anniversary trip, thinking that we would do it, do a, do a puzzle, but man, we fell asleep Jum- instead, because we're very, we're very exciting people. Jumanji's got to be one of the best <laughs> verbs. <laughs> You know exactly what I mean. Uh-huh. The, the, my only other option is, is to say, like, get Zapthurud, and that fucking blows. Nobody watched that. Also, Kirsten Stewart, though. What? She's in that Wh- movie. She's the older sister. What? 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 That movie, that movie has what? a whack cast, because it's like, it's her, it's uh, the kid who played who played PETA. I don't remember his actual name. Josh Hutcherson. I'm about to scream. <gasps> and uh, I think Dax Shepard is the spaceship guy. The I loved that movie as a fuck. kid. It's not good. Oh, I said Zapthora. Tim Robbins. Josh yeah. Hutcherson. Jonah Bobo. Kristen Stewart? What? Yes, Dak Shepard. That's the that's fuck. the astronaut. Yeah, that was pre-Twilight. She was just like a <laughs> a young teen in the movies. Both of these kids would go on to get like a huge pop culture icon movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Under audience reviews. <laughs> The first sentence. Man, they sure did destroy that house. <laughs> they did? They sure did. Man, they sure did destroy that house. What a good film. Fun for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, there's an Xbox game. I gotta play oh, this no. shit. For, do it for charity. Do it for charity. Yeah. Do it for the screen. I have a feeling it's... Pr- I have a feeling it's probably not backwards compatible. Um, oh, there's an anniversary edition. Can we talk about how... All right, so uh, we talked about Josh Hutcherson and Dax Shepard and Kirsten Stewart and all these other names that went on to do other things. The youngest kid, his name's, did, jo- his name's Jonah Bobo. It is. It sure is. What, what a good do? name. Is it? Or is it the worst name? Uh, I would have to ask him. Oh. His name is Ezra Jonobobo. He's retired? He's 23! Is he 23? He's, I'm sorry, I just screamed into the mic. He just turned 23. He retired in 2012. He's He voiced on the Backyardigans, and he was like, I've worked all I will ever need to, and retired. He's 23 years old. He was in an episode of 30 Rock. Come on. And Royal Pains. Everyone remembers that show from uh, the USA Network. Oh my god. 
Shout out to you, Jonah Bobo. Hope you're doing well. What the fuck is going on anymore? <laughs> Look, we're gay. We're stuck in our homes. And we made a podcast about gender. And we're just, this is what happened. This is the, this is the normal natural progression. People who have been listening the whole time completely understand whether they want to or not. They get it. They know. They've they've listened to our decline. Yeah. The what the I wonder what exact episode is the point where my brain turns into a a theater and nothing else. I'm guessing like six. (laughs) What what episode is this? Sixteen? Did we even say that? We didn't we didn't say the month. We didn't say anything. We're just like, I think I said April. Well, we're fucking here. I think every uh, time is fake. Uh I'm pretty sure I said April. I still have these two movies that are actually gender related I haven't talked about. Are they really? Why have you let me talk about anything else this whole time? Because we're having a good time! (laughs) I just like to hang out with my friend Rain and chat. (laughs) And that's, I I think people, I think people understand that most of the show is us hanging out. Mm -hmm. Wait, which movies? Which movies uh, were the real ones? Well, if you scroll down here to section three, <laughs> um, I watched, uh, I, I, I decided I was going to limit myself to one movie recommendation. <laughs> and I wrote down, and I wrote down Dottie Gets Spanked, which is a great little thing. And then, and then people talked about Bit, and I was like, shit, I guess I'm watching two. And then immediately after I watched Poison, and I was like, shit, I gotta talk about three, I guess. <laughs> It's not often that I actually watch this many movies that are directly about, like, gender and sexuality, though. Usually I'm talking about bullshit. (laughs) But, uh, Todd Haynes is a director who I've been meaning to watch more of his stuff, uh, for a while. Um, I talked about Carol on a a couple episodes, I I mean, a couple episodes ago, but also I've mentioned it more than once, I'm sure. Uh, which is a movie I think a lot of people know. It's definitely his most seen movie. It's it's about the lesbians in the 50s. It's great. Such a good movie. And turns out, Todd Haynes has been making movies about uh, repressed sexuality forever. Mm. And uh, both of these movies that I watched here from the early 90s are evident of that. Um, Poison is a movie he made in 91. I, I, my note literally next to it says, it's very good, hard to pitch, not fun. <laughs> but I do think it's, it is very good. It's it's also like complicated. It's essentially three stories completely unrelated to each other, and it just cuts between them periodically mm-hmm. until they're all over. Um, it's it's like a it's like a very weird anthology kind of cloud atlasy. This is similar in that in that it cuts between a couple different stories, but they are all ultimately about like repressed sexuality and how. It's like simultaneously about how like the society around it suppresses it, but there's also like a very interesting facet of the styles that he chooses that I, I think upon a closer reading you kind of realize um, they like all right. So the first one is like a documentary about a kid who killed his dad and then ran away. Like that's <laughs> and like slowly over over the process you'll realize like all right had experienced trauma and was uh punished for liking not boyish things like stuff like that um mm-hmm. which is very similar also to to Dottie gets spanked which I'll talk about next but 
Um, so that's that documentary. Like it slowly unfolds that story. Um, and then there's a like story about a, a gay man who's in prison, who is like processing his stuff from like a, a school he went to. And now the person he liked in that school uh, is also at this prison with him. And then there's a like black and white schlocky horror movie about a guy, like a scientist who concocts some hormonal thing and then accidentally drinks it. And then is like, has like a, like his face starts to like look infected because of it. Mm. And like how that like uh, affects his life and how um, all that stuff that com- that comes with that uh that metaphor but like the the process of comparing all of these movies next to each other um in this uh cut together anthology i really like i and i read this reading but i really like it upon like cuz I, I watching it myself i'm like all right but what did the horror one mean <laughs> like all right the other ones i get but like how did the horror one connect to it and i really like the reading of like each how when depending on who tells the story how stories of repressed sexuality get represented um mm-hmm. and it's like yeah if in in this documentary it's like this tragedy of this uh misunderstood kid um when the the person with agency in the story is the gay man it's like ex- exploring the history of the of the emotion and it takes place in a prison and then uh the schlocky horror movie is like uh like a an infected monster man and I really think it's very good. It's very heady, <laughs> and uh, there's obviously the, the the tracking three different stories that are going on. So if you're into that, it's also like only 90 minutes. Like, I, I'm trying to imagine how short these stories would actually be if separated. I'd have to imagine like roughly like 30 minutes each. I think it's pretty even. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it. I am looking forward to watching the rest of Todd Haynes' movies. Um, but in 93, he made a 30-minute movie called Dottie Gets Spanked, which has basically the same core themes, I think, because it is about a kid who is not like other boys, and he's obsessed with a show that is essentially I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. You know, his mom's like, yeah, I know, he's, he's a good kid. He's quiet, he likes to draw, and this is his favorite show. What's wrong with that? And the dad, of, and like, this takes place in whatever time that would be relevant for I love Lucy, which I, I mean, it's like a vague sixties time. Yeah. Todd Haynes is so good at shooting the insides of houses. That's a weird detail, but I fucking <laughs> love it. Uh, it's just real good. At, like he shoots the inside of a house and I'm like, yes, I am extremely planted in like the class and time of these people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that movie. Yeah. So the dad's like, you know, not a big fan of it. There's like some, really bizarre dream sequences that get to the core of this kid's uh, psychosis and uh ultimately like you know because of this you know he is a boy who likes girlish things he becomes uh what's like separated from quote-unquote both groups like boys are like you're not like us ostracized yeah and and, like boys are like you're not like us and girls are like you're not like us um Mm -hmm. and he's just like well shit i just i really like the television show Right. And that's like a quick 30 minute little movie. I think it's really good. Accomplishes a lot in 30 minutes. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to see Todd Haynes' career go from like dealing with that in the early 90s and then to also make Carol, which is um such a great movie about like repressed sexuality in the 50s. 
good good director and then he made dark waters which is just like a legal thriller yeah. or like legal drama which is also like a great movie but there's no sexuality in it might be a i don't know if it's like a movie he was just hired to do but i wanted to talk about those i think they were uh they're they're interesting queer texts that i just really hadn't heard about until i until i saw them myself mm-hmm. and they are they're both on uh fandor which is a service that i also really hadn't heard of which i i, I did see that fandor has a bunch of like lgbtq stuff can't speak to the quality of it because i haven't seen it all obviously but there's a pretty impressive sized section on it mm-hmm. there's a 30-day trial on amazon prime so that's how i watched these two so if you already have prime video or if you want to use your prime video trial and stack <laughs> it with the 30-day fandor trial these are two things i Dottie gets spanked is like quick and the bizarre dream sequences are like uh, a slightly more coherent Lynchian vibe, which I like. Mm-hmm. I also just like that was like a thing I re- like. Obviously, like for me, it's gender uh, rather than sexuality. Um, but like, I really related to like the experience of like, well, I like things that are for girls, and I have trouble like relating with people as a result. I thought that was poignant uh, and well done in that in that little short. But yeah, those are my recommendations, and actually have to do with queerness. Nice. Um, the only other thing I have written down is a song that came up on Shuffle, uh, that I thought was very good. And it is called, uh, I've had this record in my library on Spotify forever and just haven't, like, listened to it front to back. Um, but the, the band is called Fail Better, Heal Faster. It's their self-titled record from 2017. There's a song on it titled Queer Recovery Club. And it is as good as the title is. (laughs) Um, but it came up on shuffle. Uh, I believe it was like the middle of the night. I was trying to fall asleep and I jumped out and was like, I got to make sure I write this down for the podcast. <laughs> uh, so I'll include a link to that as well. Um, so if you like that song, check out the whole record, I guess. Well, I have given my my sermon about uh, queer cinema. Um, and we also talked about a bunch of other movies. and <laughs> Like we do. Like we do. The, I mean, I think people understand that the podcast is primarily discussion of media for a little bit. We didn't, we didn't sign anything. No. Trouble is a fake Look, movie. look, our podcast is as fluid as gender. And it will change as we and our interests change. And that is valid. And if you don't like it, <laughs> uh, you don't have to listen. But I appreciate it if you do and I hope you do enjoy it. If you have any 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 like recommendations of things you'd like us to check out and talk about um always open to suggestions the reason i i pushed a bit to the top of my priority last night was because people were talking about it in the discord rain still plans to read that marvel comic it just keeps not coming the, out the release date keeps getting pushed back it's been pushed from the 22nd to the 23rd to the 29th so we wild wanna, yeah i didn't want to record absolute last second Mm -hmm. so presumably we'll talk about it next time how often is that supposed to like have new issues released is it monthly i have no idea i have that i believe for that one like the specific one we've been talking about it's only going to be a five-parter um so i don't know we'll see i don't i I believe it when i see it when it comes to comics because that whole industry is 
pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, who could say why it's being delayed? I mean, it's probably the COVID stuff. Because we were talking about this in the Discord, and you were like, it's very unlikely that anything was rewritten because of feedback. Yeah, I would highly doubt they're rewriting it. But anything, when it comes to comics, the writing is, like, happening first. It, it already happened. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm sure it happened a long time ago. Yeah. I'm sure that it's, uh, if it's changes, it's just because of probably workforce. Mm. I'm just guessing. Who knows? Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah, we we intended to talk about it this month. It's not out yet, um, but I'll talk about whatever is out when it is. Uh, since it was such a thing, such such a thing that we are. <laughs> it was a, it was a real bee in our bonnet. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I am fascinated to see how it actually plays out in the text. I can't wait. I. <laughs> I my expectations aren't high, but I would like it to be good. I would like all comics I read to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that the episode? It okay. is. We're all done? Mm-hmm. My gut's hurt. I would like to lay down. <laughs> all right. Well, oh. thank you for listening, everybody. Um, All the stuff that I would say here, I think I've already said in the show, uh, in terms of uh, the state of the podcast and our discussions as of late. I feel like we've attracted an audience that is primarily understanding. I think so. We've had pretty good... uh, Mouse is here. Good feedback from Mouse. Yeah, thank you, Mouse. Mouse is a huge fan. She's recently started editing podcasts for me. I posted about it on Instagram. Little champ. Absolute baby. But anyways, uh, you can join the Orange Groves Discord server to chat with us and other listeners about this show. And all the other shows. Uh, there's a link to that in the show notes. You can also find it on the website for the network, theorangeghost.com. Uh, it's at the bottom of the page next to our contact information. Uh, check out other shows on the network while you're there. You can also find a link to our Patreon, uh, the orange or patreon.com slash theorangegroves. Uh, we'll take you there. At uh, the $2 level, you can uh, get some, some audio cut out of shows. $10 level gets you a bonus feed of like pilots and a bonus Patreon shows like Theo Pets, where our friend Theo plays Neopets, which I strongly recommend as a as a balm in this trying time. <laughs> and all that money goes to supporting these shows, hosting uh, the audio, paying for artwork and music and cool stuff like that. Uh, you can also follow Orange Ghost Net on Twitter. Uh, to see updates about like new episodes of the show, uh, new network stuff, charity streams, the works. But Rain, where could people find you and your stuff? You can find. <laughs> I always cut you off on accident. <laughs> uh, you can find me online at small small witch. Oh, you can find myself on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of Jo, on all the things that I use, and um, yeah, I make some other podcasts on the network. Uh, I feel like I've plugged a mainly Nervous Rex lately, but I'm going to continue that because I like our show a lot. We recently finished watching Neon Genesis Evangelion, the television program, and uh, we did a mailbag episode where we talked about like our, our look back on the scope of the whole show, and uh, we got End of Ava coming up soon. That's going to be a hell of an episode, I am sure. <laughs> but I'm looking, I'm looking forward to both rewatching it and also talking about it with Chris. Um, so check out that podcast if you haven't and you're a fan of the 
Evangelion franchise. And that could include the Honda Civic, that could include the Tamagotchi toys, <laughs> um, the commercial where Gendo shaves, you know? Oh my god. Huge franchise, that one. I think that's it. I think that's all the stuff that we plug. Uh, so thank you again for listening. Uh, thank you to the kind reviews that we get on the iTunes. Thank you for the emails we receive. That's another, oh, that's another place you can get a hold of us, too. They, them, at theorangegroves.com. Till next month. That's all they them. That's all they them. Gender if you, if you got them. Goodbye. <laughs> Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. We know, we know, we know it's another freaking piece of media about the Marmoset Chronicles. Before you stop us, we know that this series of movies has been talked about and deliberated on in analysis on characters, plot, cinematography, everything under the sun. And we know what you're thinking. Why do I want to listen to these two assholes talk about it? Well, we're going to try to come at it from a slightly different angle. We're talking about these movies and how they relate to us and the world in which we live in, a post-Marmoset Chronicles world, so to speak. And you can listen to us make our slow, laborious way through this eight-movie epic on your podcast catcher of choice every week until we make it through them all. Which will hopefully not take the 16 years it took the eight movies to come out. (laughs) Or maybe if it does, send help. We might have fallen down a time hole. So join us on The Marmoset Chronicles, a personal retrospective.